What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Weekend Wire here on the Culture Jack Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're going to change things up just a little bit, and we will dive into the news as regular. However, I'm going to cut it a little short on the news today, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some Mother's Day movies that you may want to do because if you're listening to this the day it comes out it's mother's day so for all of those mothers that are listening happy mother's day with that being said let's dive into a little bit of movie news and then i've got some lists and some things we're going to be talking here uh let's see there's been several first looks and a lot of hype around the up-and-coming marvel movie moon knight Uh, Recently, there has been a hype and some guessing on Ethan Hawke's role in the movie, which it's cool that Ethan Hawke is uh, finally tied to the uh, MCU. And I would suspect, and I could be wrong when I say this, but I would suspect that we're going to continue to see several uh, acting and and actresses that are veterans that have been around a long time that just haven't made it into the MCU yet, which is exciting. I love it. You know, we've got uh, Pierce Brosnan coming into Shazam, or excuse me, Black Adam. we got Ethan Hawke coming into Moon Knight. We've got a lot of other actors that are uh, speculated for future roles. Angelina Jolie in Eternals. Anyways, back to Moon Knight, though. Uh, there is quite a few speculatory uh, kind of guesses on what role Ethan Hawke's going to play. There is, uh, you know, Oscar Isaac's going to play Mark Spector, which has been specced for the Mark Spector type character. And it looks like, and we, I could be wrong. It looks like, um, hold on here. It's still undecided on which character Ethan Hawke's going to play. There's guessing that he may play the Dracula character and which could also cross over into Blade, but it's still undecided. There is some set photos, but it's unclear of which character he is, which is awesome. I love that. I like the hype that's built around that. It makes for a good conversations, good uh, dialogue when we get to talk about some of these characters and some of these movies. And mind you that regardless of if it's MCU, DCEU, or or really any movie, I mean, when we're getting this early news, uh, stuff has changed. We've seen it. There's stuff that's rumored that comes true. There's stuff that is rumored and has no bearing or any validity for the future. But I like seeing Ethan Hawke in it. I'll be interested to see which character, because as we know, Christian Bale's Gore, the God Butcher, in the up-and-coming uh, Thor movie, for, and that's going to be awesome. I, I, I'm extremely excited to see him. I haven't seen any photos, set photos, or anything. I'm sure more will come. Uh, the same goes for Russell Crowe, who joined the cast of that as well, and that he will be uh, Zeus. So it's exciting. I mean, there's I, I absolutely love it, and I'm excited to see what and who else comes. To include is Michael Keaton, 
coming back in as Batman in a version, Michael Keaton returning possibly for more than just the cameo we've seen in Morbius. I would love to see like uh, Kevin Costner come in as a character in one of these. That would be absolutely amazing. I don't know if that interests him or or what have you, but I still think it's cool to think about. Um, anyways, Ethan Hawke, we'll have to see. This next thing is a pure rumor again, and we've heard this before. This is not new. So MovieWeb.com reports Fantastic Four talks rumored to be happening with Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. Now, that rumor has been going around for quite a while. However, this uh, news story just popped uh, May 5th. So Marvel Studios still reportedly wants to bring in Emily Blunt alongside John Krasinski for Fantastic Four. Following rumors, Blunt turning the project down. So we we know that there's been a lot of hype around the rumors anyways for Fantastic Four. Uh, the There's been several designs recreated with John Krasinski, Emily Blunt. Uh, this one I'm looking at right now looks like it's got Scott Eastwood as Scott Eastwood or, uh, or not Scott Eastwood, excuse me. It's, uh, oh, I'm going to mess his name up. I can't believe I forgot the guy's name. Let me scroll through this. Uh, he's not even a part of the story. What is it? Images in there. Anyways, uh, the, there's several, several other people tied, possibly tied to it. But again, we don't know. Uh, most recently, if you've been paying attention to anything, we saw the Fantastic Four emblem and it was utilized for Captain America Four, um, which also, again, brings that hype. We're still missing um, the real deal, right? Like we've got the. The screenwriting is done. We've got a director tied and we've got some actors coming in. We don't have that yet, at least announced officially for Fantastic Four, which also leads me to we don't have anything concrete for X-Men as well. I wish we did. Believe me, I wish we did. But unfortunately, we do not. I'm a fan of uh, the thought anyways of Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. Uh, in the Fantastic Four, and they have some specs on some possibilities for Human Torch, the Thing, and, and and many other characters. But we have yet to see anything. I feel like we will know once there's the screenwriting is done and there's a director tied. Generally, that's how most of this news comes, especially for some of these bigger titles and these bigger. Uh, ip reinvigorations because then it does build hype and they need this hype they need people like culture jack talking about it they need other outlets talking about this why because it drives people to look it up it drives people to their sites it drives everybody to want more um and that hype's good for business overall so we'll see you know i i would suspect that we'll get some fantastic legitimate fantastic four news um, and hopefully some type of mutants or X-Men news within the latter part of this year. That would be my guess. And it's fun to speculate. So I'm gonna, that's what that's what I'm going to say right now while recording this. This is Mother's Day. So you heard it here first on Culture Jack that we'll know something more than we know today. By probably the third quarter of 2021. All right. Uh, there's talking about Michael Keaton. Uh, or mentioning Michael Keaton earlier, led me to a article 
um, while searching the uh, interwebs and looking at some looking at a little bit of new stuff for this week. Uh, we've got this covered.com reports. Michael Keaton has reportedly signed on for Beetlejuice 2. Is a Beetlejuice sequel finally happening? The cult horror comedy with Tim Burton was released over 33 years ago. And there's been for many, many years speculation of a prequel and and a sequel and everything in between. Burton has been working on uh, getting off the ground for several years, and it sounds like that it's possibly moving. There's some crazy, some crazy uh, fan art and some stuff put together on that. And a comment, it looks like Tim Burton will be, hold on, these ads keep coming up over the article, uh, will be directing the film, but it might not start filming for a while. And I, I hope it does. I, I, I just hope they go in the right direction. I really... I really hope they go in the correct direction with it. Uh, more to come, though. I mean, if Tim Burton signs back on to it, we get Michael Keaton. I don't have any idea how the hell they're going to tell that story, but that's that's for the mind of Tim Burton. That's that's really his specialty. It could be fun, though. It could be a fun uh, Halloween-ish movie, and uh, you could see success. We saw quite a bit of success with the resurgence of the Adams Family with the cartoons and everything there. Um, the IP still has validity in the market, which is important. It's not something from, you know, 1950 or 1960, 1970, 1980 that had a short run and then came back and everybody didn't really care. I feel like Beetlejuice is one of the many names associated with Tim Burton um, and what he the world that he's created that will allow uh, for it to uh, at least have a fair shake if he does his job appropriately and. That also goes for Michael Keaton, who's getting a lot of hype lately because of the roles that he has selected in the past and the roles that he is being tied to in the future. I think it could be a smart decision. And uh, again, we'll have to see what comes of it. Let me uh, keep going. Uh, let's see. We got this cover also reported. Chris. Oh, my goodness. These ads keep blocking my ads. Uh, Chris Pratt reportedly wants to stay in the MCU after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, there's a lot of speculation on it through this article, but essentially the gist of it is, uh, you know, where do they end it? What are they going to do with it? We have an idea that Chris Pratt's going to be in uh, the new Thor movie. We have some other speculations and ideas of where it could go from there. But ultimately, what he's saying or what he's suggesting is he wants Peter Quill to uh, continue going forward and not kind of end with the Guardians of the Galaxy 3. He'd like to be incorporated in other movies and and just keep kind of cruising in the, in the uh, direction that he's set for, wants to go. And it's that's that's interesting because some of these guys, as we know, like the Robert Downey Jr.'s, the Chris Evans, you know, when their contracts were coming to an end and the story arc, most importantly, in my opinion, was kind of concluding their story. Uh, you know, very few people so far have been like, no, I want to keep going. I want to keep doing this thing. And in his case, you know, Peter Quill, while he may not be a Tony Stark at that magnitude or even a Chris Evans with a Captain America. I mean, he's done his deal, man. I mean, he's been in two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He's been featured in Avengers movies. 
And uh, we've got him in Thor, Love and Thunder, I believe. Guardians of Galaxy, Volume 3. Um, so it's interesting to think to, to consider where that could go beyond that. But uh, my personal opinion, without knowing all of these stories that are coming to that point, I uh, it's hard for me to speculate depending on what world what world is being projected at that time um, and what the conclusion of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is. And of course, as mentioned, Thor. So we'll have to see. It is exciting to think that stuff. So. Um, some funny rumor stuff that I just wanted to briefly talk about because I've seen a handful of different different little rumor articles, and that is based around the Mortal Kombat movie that just came out. There is, and you can Google this because it's fu- I, I just find it to be funny. I don't know why these ads keep coming up, but they do, um, and that's various articles based around the possibility of who could be Johnny Cage for Mortal Kombat. Now, I've seen what I've seen one. The first one I saw, I think, was like for Scott Atkins. I think it was Scott Atkins. I could be saying it wrong. Um, Who is a martial artist. He was in a a ton of movies in the 90s, 2000s, mostly B-rated. I'm going to just tell you that. He's He's not a mainstreamer, but could play. Johnny Cage, if there is uh, Mortal Kombat 2. And then there was a lot of speculation, several different articles written. Well, what about Ryan Reynolds? Which is funny and a, and a good choice. I don't know if their budget could hold it. It would have to be kind of a pet project of his, I would guess. Um, but could be a possibility. Yes. So there's two possibilities. And then I read one um, yesterday when I was doing some research about some stuff I wanted to talk about. And it was Jean-Claude Van Damme as Johnny Cage. And I'm like, wow, what a what an interesting uh, collection of just different people. Number one, these guys are completely different at different times in their careers, uh, of different ages, of different physical um, builds, and, and everything in between. And I thought, how interesting is that? Now, again... I also read speculation that MK2 is already being greenlit and they're going to start working on that fairly soon. So I don't know. As mentioned in previous episodes, um, I thought that it was it was good. I did. I thought uh, Mortal Kombat was good for what it was. Is it a top tier movie? I'm going to go back to no. No, it was not. Um, it was fun. It was entertaining. I like how they did a lot of things. Uh, there, there were some story points that were kind of hokey and then the way they kind of set up some of it, not, not to my liking, but again, it was, it was worth watching. I enjoyed it. I liked how they had the different characters. I like how they did some of the stuff. Um, and then other aspects of it, I felt forced and like there were some unnecessary junk in it. That's my take on it. All right, guys. As mentioned, it's going to be a little bit of a different episode because it's Mother's Day. So I wanted to talk a couple. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about a list of movies. We're going to go through another beautiful list of movies, and these movies are coming to you from CountryLiving.com, and it's dubbed "44 Best Movies for Mother's Day." So you can and you can watch these together all year round. So it's not exclusive to Mother's Day. Let's just uh, go through this list fairly quick. I will make mention if I've heard this 
or not. Uh, and then I think we're going to just dive into some of the shows I've been watching. Games have been playing, and we'll wrap this guy up. First movie on the list is Yes Day, featuring Jennifer Gardner, Edgar Ramirez, and Jenna Ortega for 24 hours. Kids make the rules. That's the punchline, and it says it's out as of March 12th on Netflix. I'll have to check that out. I haven't seen it. Maybe my kids will enjoy it. This next one I have not seen either, but it's dubbed Real Women Have Curves. Real women take chances, have flaws, and embrace life. Looks like it... I can't read the little emblems, but it looks like it won some type of awards. A well-meaning mama bumps heads with her independent daughter on the cusp of adulthood in the heartwarming story about ambition, self-love, and family that puts Star America Ferrara on the map. Roma women have curves, folks. Uh, Roma, another movie. Man, best picture of the year. This thing's got all kinds of awards. Academy Award-winning director Alfonso Caron's masterpiece, Roma, is an emotional, semi-autobiographical story of a family and their live-in maid, Cleo, in 1970s Mexico. I got to kind of pick this Got I got to pick the pace up a little bit here. Got too many movies. Uh, we've got the movie Wonder, which stars Julia Roberts, Owen Wilson, and Jacob Tremblay, which actually this was a pretty big, pretty big deal. Um, based on the acclaimed bestseller Wonder, it is the inspiring story of August, a 15th, uh, a 15th, or uh, I don't know why I keep saying 15th, a fifth grade boy with facial differences who sets off to attend a mainstream elementary school for the very first time, changing everyone's lives for the better in the process. Uh, I'm going to cruise through a bunch of these other ones. Uh, the next one is Dumplin', which stars Jennifer Aniston and Danielle McDonald. They've got the Joy Luck Club. Bird Box, that was a big <laughs> that was a big one. You guys, we actually talked about that with uh, Sandra, I believe it was Sandra Bullock. That was pretty big. big uh, Thelma and Louise. I saw this when I was a kid with Susan Sarandon and Gina Davis. Uh, let's see. In, fall in love in the good old summertime. That's Judy Garland and Van Johnson. 1949, folks. Get some of that. There's also the Ramblin' Rose, which had Robert Duvall and Laura Dern. There's Mama Mia. There's Tarzan, the animated movie. There is The Piano. The Piano, with Harvey Keitel, Sam Nell. There's Aquila and the Bee, Brave. Again, these are just some options. Maybe you, the the wife, the mom, want to sit down and watch it. Serial Mom with Kathleen Turner, Imitation of Life, Cheaper by the Dozen. If you've got kids, you, you had to, I, I've watched this. I watched this. The newer one with Steve Martin. Um, the Grifters with John Cusack, Angelica Houston, and Annette Benning. There is Easy A, Stella Dallas, Mother's Day the movie. I mean, come on. How much more Mother's Day can you get than naming the freaking movie Mother's Day? This had Jennifer Aniston, Kate Hudson, Julie Roberts, and Jason Sudeikis. Perfect. The Perfect Man with Hilary Duff, Heather Locklear, and Chris Noth. Because I said you, 
starring Diane Keaton. Uh, Steel Magnolias. Another one, th- these are like movies from my childhood. Sally Field, Dolly Parton, Shirley MacLaine, Daryl Hannah, Olympus uh, Dukakis, and Julia Roberts. Let's see. Freaky Friday. The Walt Disney. Walt Disney. Uh, the kids are all right. Another another pretty big cast. Mother. This was an Al Brooks movie. <clears throat> also, also pretty big. Debbie Reynolds is in it as well. I, re- I recall that movie, Georgia Rule. Let's see, Baby Boom, Mothers and Daughters. I'm trying to get through this, uh, not for the sake of just getting through it, but because I want to share some of this with you in terms of endorsement. Deborah Winger, Shirley MacLaine, and Jack Nicholson. It's so crazy to look at some, some of these movies and how old they are. Mildred Pierce. That's why I like some of these lists, but some of them lean one way or two. Or one, some of these lists, I always feel like, lean... Too far one direction. This one seems to be kind of middle of the road. Stepmom, which came out Christmas Day many years ago, starred Julia Roberts, Susan Sarandon, and Ed Harris. Mr. Mom, that was a Michael Keaton movie. And uh, Terry Gar, this was, it doesn't say the date on it, but that's an older movie. That was Chris, that was uh, Michael Keaton, full full head of hair, looking young. Uh, postcards, Meryl Streep, Shirley MacLaine, and Dennis Quaid. Uh, there's Lion. With Nicole Kidman, Troop, Beverly Hills, Lady Bird, The Parent Trap. Uh, that that was a classic movie. Uh, Riding in Cars with Boys, Guilt, The Guilt Trip. That was actually pretty funny. That's a quasi newer movie with Susan or Barbara Streisand and Seth Rogen. There's Away We Go in our last one, the final is Life As We Know It. And actually, I think I saw this as well with Catherine, uh, Catherine Hagel and Josh Duhamel. That's the list for Mother's Day, guys. I just wanted to share that in the event that you listen to this this morning and you're setting up to spend either the afternoon or evening with mom, maybe, maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day, maybe this week. Take a little bit of time. Uh, maybe catch one of these flicks with her. Spend, you know, talk to her about it enjoy the movie um and i wanted to share that with you so let's keep going uh let's see we covered the movies list oh let's talk about let's talk about some of the shows and a couple of video games that i've been playing and we'll we'll just end it there keep it sweet and simple i did catch without remorse uh the tom clancy movie available on amazon starring michael b jordan i it's good if you like that military, that spec ops, that that uh, secret warfare behind the scenes, crazy story kind of thing. I thought it was a good movie. Um, there's some interesting points in it, some of the interesting angles. I I enjoyed it. I thought Michael B. Jordan's performance was good. The uh, directing was good. Uh, some of the story was clever and well executed. So again, if you like those types of movies, I know that isn't for everyone. In fact, some of the shows I'm going to talk about today probably isn't for everyone. That's okay. Um, I did catch that. That was shit a week ago, two weeks ago. Great movie worth watching. Check it out on Amazon. Another movie. I had to buy this movie with Bob Odenkirk called nobody. Um, It is like the uh, suburban version. The, the, uh, if your dad in, in, (laughs) In his late 40s, mid 50s, um, had a secret job 
and had to go avenge a bunch of bullshit that happened. That would be nobody. It's worthwhile. I enjoyed the hell out of the movie. I thought it was fun. I thought Bob Odenkirk did an incredible job. Um, and I don't know if it's available on a platform yet. Again, I had to rent. I believe I rented it, maybe bought it. Uh, but very, very enjoyable movie. Uh, let's see. As of Friday, Saturday, I finally, finally got a couple of shows. Uh, one unexpected and the other one, the other one uh, we'll, we'll have to report on and discuss later as well. But the first one, Mystic Quest, brought this up before, Apple TV plus original series you have to watch it it's absolutely incredible it's super funny upbeat very modern and uh, a fun show season two just dropped i caught the first episode so excited to see what this season holds first episode was hilarious and uh yeah so much more to come with that but uh check it out mystic quest next one and this will be it for shows. I feel like maybe this was a show-heavy show. It was a show-heavy podcast here. So the next one, I'm also excited to uh, to talk real briefly about. I don't want to spoil it because it just came out. Okay, so I won't actually. I won't spoil it. Jupiter's Legacy is out now, available on Netflix. So. I, I watched most of the first episode. I got to rewatch it because I, I, I fell asleep. So it is out. It just came out Friday. Um, it's getting mixed reviews. And I'll read a brief, I guess this is a brief synopsis, maybe. The American superhero drama is based on the comic book series of the same name written by Mark Millar. It follows the story of the world's first superheroes who received their powers in the 1930s. Um. Yeah, let me let me leave it at that. I like I said, I got to rewatch. I watched half of it, three quarters of it. And then uh, unfortunately, it was it was late, which was actually pretty early at night. But I call it late at night because I get up really early every day and uh, go to bed early kind of deal. So um, I, I'm going to have to see. I, I don't know. I'm going to have to just kind of see if this show evolves again. I only made it through the first almost the first episode so i'll have to recap off of uh, the end and then dive into it i want it to be successful to some degree but we'll uh we'll have to see check it out i'll uh discuss jupiter's legacy a bit more next week in the show just because i don't want to ruin it for you i don't i, I don't want to ruin a show you haven't seen or sell it short so you don't watch it um yeah that's uh that's what that is and while generally this is us just covering news and and covering kind of recent topics, an interesting thing that I want to mention, and then I'll talk about a, a game that I was playing yesterday to a video game, um, is it's really wild to me on how comic books, how many comics are being optioned for TVs and movies. Obviously, we've got the mega, kind of the mega version with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the DCU, and then some of the some of the the subs are being picked up from Boom Studios, uh, Image Comics, and, and several others are are slowly being integrated. Um, but often I feel like there is a misconception that all of these have to be superhero, or all of these have to be this thing. To where it's like 
let's take a step back and consider the content. Let's let's consider the origin. Uh, these comic books are not all one hundred percent superhero based. There's there's controversial stories being told. There's uh, very empathetic and emotional stories being told. There are a, a lot of different things, right? Um, but it's not all exclusive to air quote superheroes. This is uh, I I had this thought the other day because of how many movies have been pr- produced because of books. And I'm like, this is just an evolution of books, right? Uh, we've been utilizing source or sourcing content from books forever. Uh, recently, we finally got in and for some reason started gelling with directors, screenwriters with comic books. And that's where they're taking the content from. And I think that there's going to be a long life or a long relationship uh, between the two and books as well. I mean, books books aren't excluded by any stretch of the imagination, but the way that comic books have been able to develop and grow and the stories and the nature of them being, hey, this is a book, a, a color, a uh, illustrated and colored book, but it's very short and it runs in a series, generally speaking, and we want to integrate all these things. And I think that is why it builds up and meshes so well with TV shows. Anyways, it was just a thought I wanted to share. Let's talk about a video game that I, that I have been recently playing. That is Call of Duty. I know you didn't want to hear that. Cold War. Finally uh, got it all updated, but that's not what I wanted to talk to you about. So yesterday, I had the opportunity to uh, play with uh, a bunch a bunch of family, my my own family, for that for that fact. Here in the house. We set up and we played, uh, what, three of us were playing. One uh, TV was doing split screen. I was down in the office playing uh, just just uh, as myself. But playing together as a team uh, was fun. And and I hope to uh, continue to do that in the future. I just haven't, I guess I really haven't dove into it and done that in a while. And it was a blast. Uh, not that it's not fun playing with friends or what have you, but just in your house with your kids, your wife, what have you. It's a it's something that I hope they don't. And I know that this is a, a quasi controversial thing, depending on the game. Um, the whole split screen multiplayer online still needs to be alive, folks. In fact, I wish we saw more of it with some of these other IPs. So you can set that up and play. If you have two Xbox, you play four people in your house. Even if you have one Xbox, you still play two people. You, your son, you, your wife, your wife, your kid, whatever, whatever. Um, but it makes for one fun ass time. That's it, guys. That is all I got today. Kind of a different, kind of a different run, but I wanted to have fun with it. I wanted to talk a little Mother's Day talk with you. Um, and with me saying that, if you listen to this on Sunday when Mother's Day is, happy Mother's Day again to all of you uh mothers out there. As you guys know, here on the Culture Jack Podcast, we are dropping right we we've been doing pretty damn well between dustin myself and and archie there we've been we've been firing in all cylinders folks dropping five new podcasts every single week uh we've got some of the some of the shows kind of pre-set up for you as you know we've got a couple of new shows for you we've got a couple of shows that are original content uh and then we also have a couple of shows uh such as on this episode where we dive deep into TV shows, movies, and much more. So, if this is your first time, your hundredth time, 
listening to the podcast. Do us a solid. Hit the follow if you haven't done that yet. If you have followed and you just keep kind of listening through, it's time that you get on to whatever platform you have and drop a rank up. It's super easy to do once you go to the platform or once you go to click to listen to it. Top of the, just hit the uh, top of the screen there. You can find the navigation to it, rate or review this podcast. It helps us grow, and which is uh, one of the things that we'd like to do. That's all I got, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Culture Jack Podcast. I'm Anthony. This was the Weekend Wire. We'll catch you in the next episode.